Yeah, it is 7.08 on your Wednesday night. Oh, the prodigal son has returned. He is back in the air chair and ready for another edition of the employment. Good to have you back, Phil, after uh, being out of there for a couple weeks. We have so much to cover tonight, including your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell and one 225 talk That is toll-free. Uh, we'll get to a lot of topics tonight, some emails, and, of course, the severance pay calculator, brother. But first, it is always the week that was. How are you? Well, John, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that this whole radio thing is kind of like riding a bike yeah, that you don't, you don't really forget it because uh, I haven't been on air here live for for a couple of weeks and uh, but I am excited and back uh, to be back here and to talk about employment law. I guess that's my saving grace. At least I'm going to talk about something that I know I uh, know a bit about <laughs> uh, and, and uh, hopefully do what we do here every time we're on, which is to educate and inform people and hopefully solve some problems. That's the name of the game to solve problems. So give us a call right now. We're here till uh, you know 10 to 8 or so to answer those questions, mm-hmm. to fix the issues, to uh, tell you what your rights are in the workplace. If you don't know what the employment hour is, that's what we do. And I always start off the show with the week there was, a couple of situations that I've seen just over the past few days uh, in the week so far. Uh, and these situations I'm going to talk about, John, fall in the category of, well, common sense is a valuable thing. You know, the mm-hmm. law is not always very complicated. Often it's not. And, and if employers and employees can sometimes use common sense, a lot of these issues could be resolved. So let me tell you what I'm talking about. Uh, first situation uh, that involved a lady who worked part-time at a retail uh, store. And because she worked part-time, she had a second job. Uh, and you know, she was happy. She was working a few hours here, a few hours there. Well, this the employer that for the retail store came to her and said, "Well, good news. We have great news for you. We like you so much that we want you to work full time now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, starting next week, we want to give you full time hours. Congratulations." Except for her. That's not what she wanted. She liked her second job. Uh, in fact, that second job paid her a bit more. So she didn't want to stop working the second yeah. job just so she can take full-time hours here. So she told her employer, thanks, but no thanks. Well, they were very surprised and shocked. And they said, well, I guess if you're not going to work for us full-time, uh, we'll, we're accepting your resignation. Yeah. And so long, farewell. And that's it. They issued her a record of employment saying that she quit. Well, that's when she called me, obviously very upset, saying, well, wait a second, what happened here? I had a job, everything was going well, and because I didn't want to work full-time, I've quit? How does that go? Well, of course she didn't quit. That's not a resignation. The employer is the one that wanted to change the deal, change the terms, and because she didn't accept the change, that can't be a resignation. So this is a silly argument for the employer to make, and this is one where if they thought about it, if they used some common sense, they would have realized, hey, if she doesn't want to do something that we want to do, well, that's her right. Uh, Just like she couldn't demand to be full-time, they can't demand that she be full-time either. So that that really was a termination here, John. She's owed severance. And I want our listeners to understand that if your employer comes to you and wants to change the deal, wants to change the terms of employment, to give you a different job, to relocate you, to do something that they weren't doing before, if you say no to that, which is your right, absolutely, that's not a resignation. They can't deprive you of your entitlements. And if they do let you go, you're going to be owed full severance, just like this lady. By the way, that number, any time to get hold of Lior and the team, one 821 5900 What else you got going on? Well, the other matter, John, involved a gentleman who had uh, went through a surgery on his knee and was expected to be out for eight weeks. And the company said, yeah, that's fine. Well, we've approved you being off for eight weeks. Well, shortly after the surgery, the doctor, his doctor said that he's going to need a couple more weeks off. Mm-hmm. 
So he sent a letter for the to the company saying instead of eight weeks, it's probably going to be ten or eleven weeks, and I'm going to need to be off. Well, company wrote back and say, well, no, 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 that's not what we agreed on. That's not what we approved. So we we're not going to keep your job open because we only agreed to keep it for eight weeks. We're hiring a replacement, and again, they issued a record of employment saying this guy quit. Wow, wait a second. Again, common sense here. Yep. How can he be quitting if he can't work for medical reasons? That's nonsense. So even though he initially was going to be uh, away for eight weeks, if that's extended, that's fine. As long as the doctor backs that up, the company cannot consider him to have quit. Not only that, is this is a termination and potentially a human rights yep. violation as well. So I, I want to remind our listeners that if you're unable to work for medical reasons, if your doctor backs you up, you can be off for as long as you need, whether it's a week, a month, a year, or longer. And if the company gives you a hard time, threatens you, punishes you in any way, that's illegal, and there's a lot of recourse. The number is 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. You want to call in, ask your questions tonight till around 10 to 8. That is why we're here, to get those phones happening. And put your mind at ease, uh, one 225 talk That is toll-free as well. We'll get to the uh, the first one of the night. Mike, welcome aboard. How are you? Hi, good. How are you today? Good, man. Come on in. Water's warm. Uh, what's on your mind? Uh, I'm just wondering... Uh... So I am working in a manufacturing uh, company as a mid-level uh, management position. I'm a supervisor, but I'm getting paid by the hour. And I'm just wondering, once I punched out and I leave my ship and I get paged or text or called, should I get paid for that? Yeah, that's a great question. And the answer is absolutely. If you're doing work, in other words, they ask you to do something, whether it's to answer questions or to help them with any in any way, and that's uh, not something that uh, you, you, you were previously uh, doing, in other words, your free time, then yeah, you have to get paid for that. If you were on a salary, it would be different because salary yeah. is kind of all-inclusive. But if you get paid yeah. by the hour, uh, Mike, yeah, they have to pay you. How often does this, ha- does this happen? Oh, you know what? I actually, it happens almost daily. So that's once here and there, just a text, uh, sometimes a couple of texts, but sometimes half an hour phone calls. You know yeah. what I mean? So I wonder, like, and how should I approach the management about this? Well, I, I think the, the first thing is to have a nice conversation with them saying, you know, this is, it, it's adding up, you know. I, I didn't mind if it was, you know, a, a call a week for a couple minutes or a text, but given the fact that it's, it's adding up, I feel that it's only appropriate that I get paid. And, and you may even say, why don't you just pay me one extra, as an example, one extra hour a week and we'll call it a day. Uh, yeah. So you may be able to work out something like that, or just to to for you to dock it and bill your time. But uh, if they refuse, if they say no, we don't consider that to be appropriate. Your recourse at that point is to file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor and saying that they're not actually paying you for all your time worked. Uh, it's up to you okay. if you want to do that. But I think if you have a discussion with them and you explain to them how this adds up very quickly, uh, hopefully they are, they're willing to be reasonable. Perfect. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. No problem. Thank you, Mike. Uh, moving forward, if you need the number, it is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred or help at employmenthour.com as well. Uh, moving on, Michael. Good evening. How are you? How are you doing today? Good, pal. What's up? Uh, so I'm actually a corporate recruiter, and I'm ha- dealing with a situation actually just this uh, evening before calling with a current candidate. He's a uh, was working at a company and he was doing contracts. He was uh, there for a year and a half at six-month contract intervals. Uh, his current contract comes to end July 31st. 
uh, he has informed the company that he'd like to join us. Um, the company has told him he can't legally give us two weeks notice. He has to legally stay until the end of the contract, plus two weeks um, until the middle of August. I feel that they're trying to pressure him into losing out on, on the current opportunity. Is there any legal way that he has to stay to the end of the contract or at plus the two weeks? So obviously the, the actual terms of the contract are, are important because uh, the contract may address this issue of resignation uh, and it may not. If it does not address the issue of resignation, then generally the deal is that the parties have to complete the contract. But here's the thing. If you were to say to them, uh, too bad, I don't care, I'm still leaving, I'm giving you two weeks, the only recourse that they would have is to, to pursue any losses that they've incurred by him not staying till whatever it is till August. So if they can show that because you you didn't stay till August and you so you stayed I don't know two weeks instead of four weeks, uh, we lost something financially. They may be able to pursue that against him, but that would be extremely difficult and extremely rare. Now that's one thing. The other thing I'm going to tell you is this: if he's now a year and a half, I guess you said six month contract, so he's under his third contract presumably. That's what I was thinking. Uh, John, you and I are on the same page, but yep. the contract itself actually may not be worth the paper it's written on. He may now be considered in the eyes of the law to be an indefinite uh, worker, an indefinite employee without a contract, which means that whole date is invalid. So what I would propose uh, is if you want to connect him with me so we can look at that issue uh, and I can advise him specifically, but the chances of them being able to do something about that is very, very small. Uh, but, you know, for us to dot our I's and cross our T's, I'd like to speak to him. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate your help. No problem. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Again, that number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 going to keep rolling here till we, uh, till we take our first break. We're not there yet. Danny, good evening. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you doing? Good, brother. What's on your mind? Uh, question for Lior. I've uh, been with the company for about two and a half years. And they require me to work a certain amount of overtime, uh, a certain amount of the year. I have a different, I take, there's other positions in the company and I back up those positions. And that's where I'm required to work, uh, like those type of shift overtime hours. And it goes slightly over 5% of my general salary pay. And a new company has bought us out. And even though they paid me last year and the new company paid me last year and this year, They've come to me and said they're not going to continue to pay this overtime. They want to line me like their other companies, and uh, they're going to offer Lou instead. And I haven't agreed to that, but I wondered if I could constitute that as constructive dismissal because it's over 44 hours I'm looking for pay for the overtime. Yeah, and I think you said that, that the difference there is about 5% of your pay, right? Yeah, this year slightly over. Okay. So, you know, when we're looking at that kind of an amount, it's what I start to call substantial. You know, if it was a percent, 2%, maybe not so much, but when we're looking at 5%, potentially more, that is substantial. So you're right. This could be a constructive dismissal. Uh, so in other words, if they're going to implement this change where they're not going to just flat out pay for the overtime, uh, the way you've been doing for, for uh, the time you've been there, Yes. then yeah, that is a, a change and that's a significant change that hurts you in the pocket uh, and you may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Now, you have to decide what's better for you. Is it better for you to work under the terms that they're imposing or to leave with severance? How long have you been there for? Uh, two and a half years. So, you know, depending on, on, on the usual factors, age, position, etc., you could be looking at, you know, four or five, potentially as much as uh, six months of pay. 
uh, that, that you'd be owed. So you have to make that decision. If you do want to pursue a constructive dismissal and look at that more seriously, before you quit, before you do anything, I definitely need to speak to you f- properly off air. I want to look at your employment agreement if you have it. I want to ask a few more questions. Uh, but you're right. The, the, this type of change, uh, it's going to hurt you in the pocket, is a constructive dismissal. I've listened to you for many years, and I would love to talk to you about this because there are some other changes happening, and I have, I'm almost stressed to the point of leave, and uh, I need to have some conversation quickly before uh, I make any decisions. Good, and that, that's the key. Before you make those decisions, before you quit, we need to speak. So give me a call at the office. I'm in all week, uh, in next week, so I'll be happy to talk to you. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That is the number to get a hold of Lior at the firm. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com. We will return to your phone calls after a short break. That number to fill up the lines, get your questions in till around ten to eight tonight. Bring them on. That's four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell and one triple eight two two five. Talk. That number is toll free. It's the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio. You sure are till around 10 to 8 tonight, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, and 1-888-225. That is the number to uh, call in toll-free this evening. Ask your questions. Glenn, thanks for hanging on, pal. How are you? Oh, pretty good. A little bit stressed out. It's, it's funny you guys are on the radio tonight. I mean, yeah, we do it every Monday, Wednesday, weekends. Giver, what do you got? Yeah, I, I hear you guys on the weekends. It's like I just on the way up. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Just turn on the radio, you guys were here. So Beautiful. Perfect. So... I've been working with the company for over 15 and a half years. I'm coming up on 50 years old, and they two years ago they came up and they said, "Okay, you've got to work 12 Saturdays." I'm a sales rep. Now things have happened. Now they want to make us go hourly instead of salary, so they want us to clock in, and they want us to drive to our first location, but they won't pay us from a from our home office to our first sales call. They'll only pay us for 15 minutes of that drive time if it's over 45 minutes. So I'm trying to decide whether I want to keep the job or ditch the job, and what's my what's my what's my recourse? And rumor is they may make us work 26 Saturdays now. Wow. And so I'm so going up on 50. I don't want to work Saturdays. Uh, that's no kidding. Kids. Well, let me let me make it very clear. Obviously, that uh, that change like that, like you've described, just going from salary to hourly, is a big deal. It it really is, and it doesn't matter if at the end the end result is you make more money or less money. At the end of the day, that change in and of itself is a big deal. So, regardless of them not paying you for the travel, which they should be. But just the change is, is a big deal, which means you do have the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal. So if you do decide, as you say, to ditch the job, uh, it would be on the basis of a constructive dismissal, looking, looking for severance, and you, you'd be looking easily at a year's pay or more that they would be owed to you at that time. So what you'd have to do is make that decision. What's better for you? Are you better off continuing to work under the new terms and, and making, uh, you know, making it work? Or are you better off leaving with that severance? Now, if you do decide that you're, you're, you're better off leaving, and that's a personal decision, that's not a legal one, before you quit, as I was telling the previous caller, before you quit, before you hand in the letter saying, I'm, I'm out of here, you have to talk to me because there's a few things we need to talk about and, and we need to do this right so that we can maximize the amount of compensation that you can get. 
so that those are your options here. That is a constructive dismissal. It's an easy one, thankfully, because it's a big deal. It's a big change. Uh, and you simply have to decide what's best for you. I'd be very careful, though, with allowing them to, to change the terms of employment because potentially by doing that, you can give them the right to do it again and again. So uh, you have to make some uh, some difficult decisions now. Well, yeah, I, I just I, I don't think I'm going to accept their new uh, conditions because it will be a haircut for sure, definitely. But would I be entitled to my car allowance and all my bonuses that I would have been paid? Is that Great part question. of that package? Terrific question. Yeah. So when we're, we're talking about severance, and I, you know, I said easily a year's pay, potentially more. That includes everything you w- you would receive if you were working there uh, under the current arrangement. So salary, bonus, benefits, car allowance, pension contributions, whatever it is, everything and anything that you would be receiving as an employee of the company. So it's not just your your base salary. Uh, you know, if there's commissions, then that would be included. Everything has to be included. So we would actually literally make a list of all components of your compensation, and that would have to be accounted for for the, let's say, 12-month month period. And to the extent that your compensation fluctuates, we would simply look at an average over a period of, say, two or three years and use that figure. Uh, but, yeah, everything has to be included. So that's part of the uh, part of the analysis when you decide what's best for you. Okay, then if I hire you to represent us... Just out of curiosity, what do you take as your your salary? Pull that on the radio, or is that something to be done in private? Well, I, I I think it's better in private only because I want to find out more specifically about what your compensation is, and I want to find out more about your specific situation so that we can work out something that makes sense. It's not a, a one size fits all. Uh, so let, let's you and I chat about that if you decide that you want to pursue that seriously, uh, and, and I'll be more than happy to talk to you and and, and get into the details. Okay, so when are you in the office, or do I just talk to somebody at your office? So, yeah, we'll give you the number right now. Call me, and if you don't get a hold of me live, leave me a voicemail. I'll call you back. Uh, I'm not going to be difficult to, to get a hold of. Thank you, Glenn. I appreciate that. Make that call tomorrow would be a good place to start. one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. We'll move on here. More of your phone calls as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. And one triple eight two two five talk. That number is uh, is toll free. Kathy, good evening. Thanks for hanging on. How are you? Hi, hi. Um, I had a couple of questions regarding um, my situation, which involves um, I'm a temporary help worker with a temporary help agency. Um, I've um, been working for the agency, and I've been getting assignments with the same client, which is a financial institution, for ten years nonstop. So it's not a contract. The the agency gets me assignments, and they varied over the years uh, between a year, six months, three months. But they were they've never ended. It's always continually renewed uh, the the contra- the assignment. Uh, we just got notification recently that the client has implemented a new program where um, any of the temporary uh, help workers um, are. Uh, after uh, within a two-year time frame, we have to b- be given a, a break, and that involves uh, being off for 13 weeks. Then, I guess, if there's assignments back at the same place, then after the 13 weeks, we would get called back. I just uh, now the thing is the other thing is they just told us a couple weeks ago 
that this program was actually implemented. It had started in May of 2017. So right now we're already well into a year of that two-year um, time frame. I was just wondering if there should have been some official notice in writing when it actually started or how that would work. So if, if I just want to make sure I understand correctly. So you, you do work for this particular client, and that client now decided that uh, you would have to at some point have a 13-week break before you can continue doing work for them again. Right. And also, this, this new program, um, supposedly, uh, uh, my, my rep, the temporary uh, help agency I work for, the rep told us that it was, um, it was to uh, prevent tenure. And I said, well, yes. I've already got 10 years like and, and that our our time anybody's time as a temporary uh, help worker with this same client um, eventually uh, started um, like started fresh. Like in other so, words, so let, let me let me tell you why this is happening because th they've gotten some advice the client did that despite the fact that you're working through an agency, you're probably and very likely to be considered there the client's employee because you've been there for so long and you and potentially others uh, and and work there consistently. And what they're trying to do is to have uh, to have you not be an employee or at least to have your seniority restart every time there's that 13-week gap because under the Employment Standards Act, if there's a break of more than 13 weeks, then employment is considered to be new. And, and that mm -hmm. is, I would have said exactly the same thing in that you are likely considered to be an employee of theirs. So here's the thing. Here's how this works for you. Uh, if in fact uh, you, you're going to during that 13-week period, the agency is going to find you other comparable work, you may not care so much because you're going to continue doing work, hopefully get paid the same. If, on mm -hmm. the other hand, you're going to literally have to sit at home and, and do nothing for that 13, week, you, uh, 13 weeks, well, you're going to care very much. That's going to be a big mm -hmm. problem for you. So you may be able to say, well, no, I've been there for 10 years now, and, and now but this 13-week gap is, in fact, a termination, even though it's only for 13 weeks. And you can demand severance, which could easily be a year's pay. So uh -huh. I would simply, at this point, wait and see what happens. Uh, uh -huh. and do, do, you, you, do you get other work for that 13 weeks? Do you get paid the uh, same or not? And, and, or, and see how that plays out. Yeah, or would I be entitled to apply, apply for unemployment? But see, this is, this is the catch-22. I keep on reading that the, the temporary help agency is my employer, I don't have, like, I, and yet again, they get me assignments. So they're my employer. So, but the thing is, the client that they supply workers for has implemented this mandatory break. And like I say, the very upsetting thing is that they told us about this program that started May of 2017. They effectively, and in the meeting with, the, with her, my rep, I told her, I said, you've effectively taken away a year's worth of, worth of job searching out of, from every one of these uh, agency workers. Why yeah, you and, and you, you should know one thing, Kathy, that it's not just the agency that's your employer, they are, but it's also the client. You can have more than one employer. So, so in this situation, you may have two employers. I still think that the best thing you could do right now is to see what happens when that 13-week period starts 
and do you in fact have other work and if you do okay if you don't you could potentially say no i'm going to demand severance from that client they would have to pay they know they would have to pay it if they didn't they wouldn't bother implementing this 13 week period uh and and uh if you have any problems any concerns any issues just give me a call Kathy, that number, one 821 to get a hold of Lee or the firm and help at employmenthour.com. And for you to call in, still have plenty of time to call into the show here tonight, as you do on Wednesday, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, and one 225 talk That number is uh, toll-free. Leo, good evening. How are you? Hello? Hey, Leo. Hey, pal. How's it going? Well, my hey. name's not Leo. My oh. name's Keith. Keith. All right, Keith's good, too. What's going on? But can we call you Leo? Can we call you Leo just for tonight, just for the next 10 minutes? Go ahead. If it makes you feel good, go ahead. <laughs> What's on your mind? My, my, my question is constructive dismissal. My company moved to a new location. My Now my hour 20 commute is now three hours and a half commute. Wow. And it's been like you know, three months, and this is not really working out for me. No so kidding. how constructive dismissal works. Well, you know, Lee, uh, I'm, uh, Keith, sorry, I'm not going to call you Leo. I'll be respectful. Uh, <laughs> what you're describing is a classic constructive dismissal. It's a, it's probably one of the most obvious and blatant constructive dismissal situation where the company, you know, for legitimate reasons, uh, relocate, and because of that, now you've doubled or tripled your commute. So what a constructive dismissal is is a situation that because of the change that they've implemented, you can treat your employment as being terminated. Even though you're going to be the one leaving in the eyes of the law, it's as if they let you go, which means you get severance. Now, the problem you have, and it's not a big one because we can get around it, but the problem would be that it's been three months. What you don't want to have happen is a situation they're saying, well, you've been doing it for three months, you're now considered to have accepted it. What I would say on your part is, well, I wanted to see how this is going to impact me. I wanted to see, you know, is it going to be a big deal? Can I manage it? Can I not? But you cannot wait any longer on this. If you wait any longer, even though it's a constructive dismissal, they could say you've accepted the change, Keith. I have have complained to them about it for the last three months since I started doing this. Community. Good. Okay, that, that that's absolutely helpful. But even so, if you continue working there, I, I would say you probably have a couple of weeks to make that decision. Now, how long have you been there, Keith? Well, I'm a 30-year employee. 30-year employee. Well, I'll, wow. I, I don't need to ask you anymore because I can tell you that you'd be looking right around the 24 months of pay. Two years of pay, potentially, uh, is okay. what the severance for you would be. My, so, my next question is, I, yeah. I called you people up there about two months ago back, and the young lady I was talking to on the phone said all I was entitled to was 30 weeks. So you, you spoke with one of our lawyers? Yeah. Well, the, the only way that would be the case is if you have uh, an employment agreement that limits your entitlements. Oh, well, I got no employment. Maybe because maybe it, it is a federally operated company. It, it, no, that, that wouldn't matter whatsoever. Wouldn't matter whatsoever, right? No. No, it wouldn't matter whatsoever whether it's federally regulated or provincially regulated. According so, to order management, I'm not only entitled to two week, two days per year. No, 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 no. That, that, those are your minimum entitlements. Have nothing to do with your full entitlements. So you'd be looking at, at, at 24 months. So there's probably a misunderstanding somewhere. Someone misunderstood someone. So give me a call off air. Let's talk about it. Uh, but again, there's a very small window. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it at two weeks. If you go beyond two weeks, I'm, I'm going to say that you've probably compromised your, your, your entitlements here. 
So you have to make that decision quickly. But again, before, as I was telling a couple of calls already this evening, if you decide you don't want to do this anymore, before you quit, before you tell them, that's it, I'm out of here, we have to talk before that happens, not after. What was that again? So before you, you quit, yep. you, need to t- you need to call me. need to call you. Okay, so yeah. I'll, I'll give you a call tomorrow or Friday the latest. Perfect. That'd be absolutely perfect, Keith. Here is the uh, the number once again: one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com as well. You still got plenty of time to call in. We'd love to talk to you. You have concerns just like Keith. Get it cleared up till around ten to eight tonight. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell and one triple eight two two five talk toll free. That is your number. Jay, hi there. Hey, how you doing? Good, pal. What's going on? So uh, I worked for a company for 13 years, uh, part uh, contract, um, a recurring contract, and then they made me an employee. And um, now they've given me the the opportunity, as I as I put it to your your call screener, to uh, take a lesser position with about a 30 percent pay cut, mm. uh, but stay with the company, or I have an opportunity to leave. And um, just trying to sort of figure out what I should be doing, obviously. Uh, now, it's not a great opportunity. Now, Jay, when they say you have the opportunity to leave, did they tell you uh, what they're going to pay you? No, they have not given me any indication of what my severance would be. They've only told me what this opportunity would be. Right. So, so let me kind of break this down uh, for you from a legal standpoint. Obviously, you have zero uh, obligation to take a position that pays you that much less, that that's a lesser position. Uh, and, but they are within their right to let you go with severance if you don't take that opportunity. It's a question of how much severance. So let me right. tell you what severance for you should be. So uh, did I hear correctly, Jay, that you've been there for 13 years? Yeah, 13 years. Um, I was contract for... I was originally contract for two years, and then they just basically kept me on without renewing a mm-hmm. contract. They just kept paying me the same amount they gave me raises every now and then and but nothing really in you know in writing so so you're a 13 year employee uh, you're a 13 year employee no doubt about it so what kind of job jay and, and how old are you uh going on 50 next year and i'm the senior position in the country it's oh. an american firm they have a canadian office and i work out of ontario but the canadian office is in montreal and I'm the Canadian sales manager, but would be demoted down to a territory rep. Okay. So severance for you would be easily 16 months pay. You know, potentially even uh, it could be as high as 18 months uh, of pay. So, so here's what your options are. You can take this demotion pay reduction. Obviously, that's your call. If you want to do that, that's, that's your right. Or you can say no, and if they decide to let you go because of that, that's what they would owe you. Anywhere, you know right around 16 months of pain. Now, keep in mind, that's what you wrote. They may say, well, if you don't accept this, we'll let you go and we'll pay you for six months. Well, if they did that, that's a wrongful dismissal. Legally, they cannot do that. So it's not about what they say you're going to get. It's about what the law says you're going to get. So they can't decide to let you go and not pay you that amount of money. Uh, so those are your options. Obviously, which option is better? That's that's a personal decision, not a legal one. You have to decide uh, what's best for you. But I'm telling you what you're owed. But again, for, for I, I'd want to see if you have an employment. Do you have an employment agreement that you ever signed? 
I do have an employment agreement. And so I'd want to see it. Yeah. Okay. So, so you know, again, I, I am a firm believer in a believer in dotting I's, crossing T's. So, if you want to connect with me and send me a copy of your employment agreement, I want to look at it and tell you whether there's something in that agreement that changes the analysis in any way. So, if Fair you can enough. connect with me, you can fax it, email me the agreement, whatever you want. Uh, we can we can look at it. But unless the agreement changes the analysis, 16 months pays what you'd be owed if they decided to let you go. Okay, I will be. Oh, there he goes. Jay, appreciate that. And uh, that number again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmenthour.com. I mean, the caution there is if he accepts it and just keeps going, right? Yeah, if, if he accepts yeah. it and, and he takes a reduction, then arguably they could do it again and again. So that is a, a big concern. Ultimately, he has to decide what's best for him. But absolutely, if they decide to let him go or if they even try to implement this, it would be a constructive dismissal. Uh, 16 months pays what he'd be owed, a senior position, 13-year uh, employee, you know, f- almost 50 years old. He has uh, significant entitlements. Yeah, and money. And not only he's taking a, he's taking a hit on the title side too. He's losing the managerial title on his business card too, right? Yeah, obviously. Anytime you're you're in a situation, you're put in a lesser position. Yeah. Uh, you're demoted. You're you're no longer the senior guy. Uh, certainly, if it impacts your salary even more so, those situations are constructive dismissal situations where the company is giving you something that's less than what you had, and you don't have to accept that. You can say no and get your severance. We do the show Monday night at this time. Of course, tonight, Wednesday, the weekend shows and Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV and CTV. That is on your weekend mornings as well. Uh, email is help at employmenthour.com. Bill Redson says, I've been called into a meeting this coming Friday with my boss. I think he sees the writing on the wall there. He says, I believe they're going to let me go. Can I do something about it? Well, yeah, you know, John, this is actually an email or a question that I get quite often. People yep. uh, see the writing on the wall, as you said. They believe they're going to be let go, and they want to know, what do, I, what do I do? Can I avoid this? Can I be prepared for it? Yep. Well, the reality is if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. There's not much you could do to avoid it. Don't go off on a medical leave thinking that that's going to solve the problem. It's not going to. So what do you do? Well, in the meantime, see if you can get a copy of your employment agreement. Let's Let's have that handy. Uh, see if you can get a copy of a bonus plan if there is one so that we can discuss that uh, in terms of your severance. And then go to the meeting. If you are right and they're letting you go, they're going to hand you some papers. Don't even bother about trying to read those on the spot. Take them home, uh, review them carefully, and then call me. Let's talk about that. Make sure that you get what you're owed. There's no way to avoid a termination. The thing about it is you don't want to feel the pressure to sign when you're not ready, and you, you have to have to get some advice before you sign off on your legal rights. And how about that signing off thing? There might be a date on there, you know, next Friday at 5 or Tuesday by 4.30. I have to have this back to us. Speak to that. There, there's going to be a deadline. That's not even yeah. a question. Every severance yeah. offer has a deadline. You know, you have to sign this by Friday or Tuesday or else. And that's a pressure tactic. That's all it is. Uh, the employer wants the individual to feel that if they don't sign, they're going to lose something. They're going to walk away from something. And it's actually a very effective pressure tactic because people see that deadline and they feel uh, concerned and they accept the offer because they said, well, I have to. It said I have to sign it. Don't worry about that deadline. That deadline is meaningless. Your legal rights don't expire on the date in that letter. You have two years to pursue those rights because once you sign it, doesn't matter the pressure that you felt. Once you sign it, you cannot go back. I personally speak with people every single week that have signed off on that letter and realized they made a mistake to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars, and I can't help them because they've signed off on it. So don't worry about that deadline. Ignore it. I'm telling you here live on the radio so I can be held accountable that you don't need to worry about that deadline. 
call me. Let's talk about that uh, and just forget about that deadline. Severance pay calculator. I, I know you used it in your head several times tonight, but how could we use it? Anyone lo- losing their job, concerned about losing their job, maybe in a constructive dismissal situation, they want to know how much they're owed, you go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. It's a tool, it's a website that I created that allows anyone to find out in seconds how much they're actually owed. What is the value of their entitlements? And, and again, spoiler alert, it's not a week's pay per year service or two weeks pay. It's a heck of a lot more than that. So you go to severancepaycalculator.com. You input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you are done. You find out how much you're actually owed. It's anonymous. It's free completely. You couldn't pay for it if you if you tried, as you say, John. Uh, and it's so helpful. For about 500,000 people have used it over that now. Uh, and it always needs to be the very first place you go to if you lost your job. And if you're speaking with your, your parents, your friends, uh, and they told you, you know, I'm losing my job or I'm being constructively dismissed, what should I be getting? Just tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com. Yeah, you know, it's funny. We've been talking about that for a couple months now with a half a million. You've got to get your guys on it and get the updated number because eventually it's going to be up <laughs> to 750 and beyond. Seriously, I mean, that's a lot of people that have had their eyes open big time. It is. You know what? Let's try to get an updated number next time we're, we're live here. But you're yeah. right. It, 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 we literally have thousands of people using it every single week. So I'm very proud of it. And it's, it's uh, been a great response. And even if you're not losing your job, but you're just curious, sure. just check it out. Have that information. Be armed with that knowledge at severancepaycalculator.com. We'll do it for another week. Again, we do this Monday nights, Wednesday nights, the weekend shows, and Employment Hour and 30 on Global TV and CTV as well. That's a 30-minute show, and it's always great to uh, tune into that as well. You want to reach Leora now that we're done for uh, this particular evening, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com as well. And right there, severancepaycalculator.com. Check it out, use it, and try it. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour. We are back to On Point with Alex Pearson right here on Global News Radio.